Welcome to Points and Doinks, episode 13, going into week 11 in the NFL. I'm your host, Travis, from Trapdoor to Hell. Tyler's with me, and of course, from our uh, lovely friend friend podcast. What do you always call us? Frenemies? Frenemies. Yep. I'm the friend part. I'm the friend part. Dominic is the enemy part. I am your friend. Thank you. I'm doing all right. Well, it's a good, well, it's a good thing because I heard that um, I guess w- what you would consider the enemy part of that was going to make an appearance on here if he won this week. Because he would have pulled off the trifecta, him, beating me, Tyler, unfor- and Travis. Yes, unfortunately for him, he ran into me this week, so that wasn't going to happen. Nah, you, 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 you got the W. I'm not going to make any comment. No further comments. I put him in the dirt. We do have a points and doinks matchup this weekend. We do. Who do we got this week? Is it you two? Well, mm-hmm. if if you're not part of it, Travis, then I don't. I don't, I don't even look at who I'm playing until like Thursday. Oh, real confident. I, like, I, I I don't care who it is. I just make sure to get my. I do my best to make sure that I get my waiver wire ads in right after I'm done with this podcast, and then um, and then I'll worry about the um. The roster situation on Thursday. We almost had a predicament last week. Well, we did have a predicament technically when the fucking website, goddamn uh, website. ESPN Fantasy, wouldn't work for me because I had picked up the conspiracy theory. I swear, I swear to God, I would not lie. I picked up uh, Mo Ali Cox as a free agent. Mo Ali uh, because because my tight end. Who was my tight end? I don't know. Hunter oh. Henry. No, he played. I forget whoever my tight end was was on buy or whatever. So I picked him up. Then when it came time to put him in the lineup, the website wasn't loading my stuff, so it wouldn't allow me to play him. And then, you know, by the time the game started, I was fucked. So uh, uh, unfortunately for me, Mike Gusecki was on uh, a free agent still, so I just had to make sure that I could get him by the weekend. Well, if we're gonna Schultz sit here and come, if we're gonna sit here Dalton and complain Schultz about uh, yeah. tight ends, I had Travis Kelsey, you know, second round pick, and I I, I, sh- I picked up Jimmy Graham because Travis Kelsey was on by. I should have just fucking started Travis Kelsey this week because Jimmy Graham put up a fucking goose egg. Yeah, I mean, I got three other tight ends, so if you want one now, uh, Jared uh, Cook I, also put up a goose egg against Travis, so that that helps that helps Travis's cause there a little bit. I mean, you got to know your personnel. I don't think I need a, a tight end anymore, Travis. I think Travis Kelsey is coming back this week. I'll be fine. I, that's what I that's what I figured. But if he ever gets hurt, just so you know, throwing that out there. What else is going on? How do you guys? So Tyler, you got? Uh, did you win both or did, how did you? Do I got. I, I won in in Johnny Roca's league in the Sons of Fanarchy. In the other league, I've put up. Everybody out there, we've talked about it. Our Travis's league, me and Travis's league, is a very very high scoring league. I put up seventy point two points this week. Yeah, it, that's embarrassing. It was it was a little embarrassing. I mean, I started Drew Brees, obviously got hurt. I had some running back troubles with Joe Mixon getting hurt. I had to play Jonathan Taylor and Philip Lindsay, and Philip Lindsay rushed for two, two yards. Count them two. Count them two yards. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's rough when your highest scores are injured Drew Brees. Your kicker and then your defense. Yeah. Did you stream the Raiders defense? Is that why? Uh, no, I str- I actually picked up Chicago's defense. Who? Oh yeah. Oh, that's good. right. We were talking about that last night. Jeez, yeah. did you get to win this week? I did not. I was right there with Tyler, scoring a whopping eighty points. 
Very low scoring fantasy for for a lot of lot of people out there. I was two and two. Like like it seems to be a recurring theme. Two and two. Um. All right. Well, let's real quick. Let's get into the waiver wire so people can try and jam this in real quick. Uh, for I'll start it off first with my number one waiver wire. This, God damn it! This pick, this pick, shit. all season the number one waiver wire pickup is Jameis Winston. All right, only owned in two percent of leagues. Drew Brees is going to be out. They may say they're going to start Taysom Hill. I don't know what kind of bullshit they're going to say, but Jameis Winston's probably going to be the guy throwing passes, and he is one of the best fantasy football quarterbacks of all time. I had Jameis Winston on my board as well. I mean, he was quarterback six in fantasy last year. Uh, He did have two very, very good weapons with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay, but he has – pretty good weapons here in in new orleans as well with michael thomas and emmanuel sanders and even jared cook over there at tight end so uh i don't know how he's gonna fare since he hasn't taken first team reps and you know he hasn't played since week 17 of last year but i i like him as an ad for this week yeah i like Jameis winston as well i think he he's kind of in that second tier of quarterbacks so you're not gonna go out there and replace him with someone who who you've been running with all year but if you have josh allen on a bye trying to replace drew Brees, and maybe you're just running one quarterback i think james winston's probably a good option out uh, over there as well and Taysom hill i think Taysom hill if you're really struggling at tight end i know it's kind of a question mark of what exactly he's going to be considered as but i know in espn right now he's QB eligible, but he's also tight end eligible. And I think he's going to get enough playing time, whether it's snaps as a quarterback or running wildcat, whatnot, that tight end is such a, a hard position to really pick up that he's worth an ad as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you're going to add Taysom Hill, you're playing him as a tight end and not a quarterback, because even though he is in that tight end position, he will get those quarterback numbers. Um. I also have on here wide receiver Jalen Rager from Philadelphia. He's owned in 25% of leagues, and he is leading the team since he came back from injury and target share. So looks like to be the number one guy over there for Carson Wentz, although he is a bum. Um, he well, It's it's still – Oh, you're talking Carson, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, yeah. <laughs> Thank no, you. I thought you were, I Car- thought you were throwing no, Carson, the B word at – at Jalen Rager. No, Jalen Rager. I mean, your quarterback's a bum. That's the problem. So, uh, he take it for what it what it is, but uh, it majority target. So that's got to be worth something, right? Yeah. You guys have any? Uh, uh, what else are you guys looking at? Um, I was looking at Salvan Ahmed, who mm-hmm. is, or I I probably butchered his name. Lee, he looks to be the lead back with Miles Gaskin still out on IR over there in Miami, only owning about 12.9% of leagues. He took the majority of the snaps. Jordan Howard got dropped over uh, just the other day. He was a healthy scratch. Uh, but Ahmed took, I think, I think he had 18 attempts for 80 yards and, and he was able to get into the end zone. So he looks to be the lead back until, until uh, Miles Gaskin. Is Matt, Breida, Matt Breida is questionable and he's out there as well. So I think that uh, kind of hinders Ahmed's uh, value. But if Breida is out, he's definitely a top guy over there. Continuing with the running backs, I got to go with Kalen Balaj. He continues to uh, be really good over there. I, this is more of a rental, just like uh, Ahmed is as well. But uh, running back position is just so banged up at this point that you'll take anybody. Justin Jackson went on IR as well. Yeah. Uh, 
Austin Eckler not going to be back this week, but maybe looking to a next week returning. Yeah, also Naheem Hines out of Indianapolis. I know they've got like three guys over there that they're still trying to work out, but he seems to be the guy getting most of the red zone touches, at least for now. So who knows? And then we touched last week on Wayne Goldman. We, we said you should pick him up last week. Want to reiterate it again? You should pick up Wayne Goldman. They are He's going on, on by. They are going on a buy this week, but Devontae Freeman is probably going to miss the week after as well. And the way Wayne Goldman's looked, he he looks like he should be uh, the lead back anyways. I think he has five touchdowns over the last three games or something like that. He's 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 looking really really good. So he could be a guy that becomes that number one. Another bye week stash I would. Shout out there is Cole Beasley, number one uh, wide receiver last week. I don't know if any idiot would have dropped him. They no were idea. definitely regretting that at this point. But uh, Cole Beasley, if you have the roster space, especially now they're at the back half, a lot of players already on their bye. So he's definitely an option over there. Tyler, who were you looking at? I was looking at Cheese because I because oh. uh, that was part of the trade. I sent him Cole Beasley, and I got DJ Chark back. Uh, and then he dropped Cole Beasley. He kept Beasley the week of the trade, dropped him the next week, which was this For Jalen Rager, which Travis likes. So, you know, I'm not an idiot out here. I was going for the upside, and I didn't I mean, think John Brown was going to get injured and he was going to go off. Well, I was going to say that does yeah, you hinder on the fact that John Brown the perfect time to have Cole Beasley. <laughs> I, I mean, John Brown gets gets injured, so Cole Beasley starts to see a lot of the late, late yeah, targets no, 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 and stuff sure. like that. So that's – and and they're going on to a, to a buy, and John Brown is believed to be back after the after the buy. So you missed on one week. Sucks to be. It, you, it could have been. I mean, I I also got screwed out of that DeAndre Hopkins final hail mary play that was like a thirty point play in our league, which is insane. But whatever. Gotta gotta love our high scoring league. How was uh? How do you guys like that Raiders defense stream that I told you everybody last week? Oh, here, turned out here pretty good, go. huh? Here he goes. Here comes how about the that? Travis Phil- is so how about smart. that Philip Rivers streaming option that me and Tyler talked about that Travis shitted on? Hey, yeah. that's all right. Mine still did good. Dana Jones did good. So as <laughs> how long about, as I, how about as, three weeks ago when I said JD McKissick should be picked up? As long as I don't put out a stinker alongside of you guys, it's cool. But I got two defenses this week. Two defenses. There we go. We got the Chargers um, hosting the New York Jets, 34% owned, and then Vikings hosting Dallas, 30% owned. Vikings hosting Dallas. Okay, I understand that one. Yeah. I'm a little iffy about uh, Chargers the hosting, Chargers the, Jets. hosting the, Jets. the Jets. The Jets going from east to west coast, and the Chargers defense is not bad. I'm telling you, they're not bad. Okay, but we said the same thing about New England, and look at what they did. No, to... I said that I said the New England defense was bad. That's tough. I don't know. I don't know if they're. I, don't, I wouldn't say. Yeah, that so hold bad. on, hold on. First of all, first of all, the reason that they did that. Did you guys see the interview last week with Lamar Jackson? He came out and said that the defenses that have been facing him are calling out his plays okay. before they even happen. Before you go, keep going with that, that's not even the game I'm referring to. I'm referring to when New England played the Jets and they made fucking Joe Flacco look like a god out there. Look like playoff that's Joe divisional Flacco. Game. That's a just, divisional game. Just saying. Just saying. That's a divisional you, game. And what do you do with the, that's the a divisional ra- game. matchups? Nah, I'm not going to finish that. Throw it out the window. Throw no. the record books out the window. All right. Oh, we'll, so. we'll see you again. Travis might be Travis might be on to, on to something. 
for going defenses, I'll, I'll shout out Washington. I know they got kind of got beat up against the Lions, but they are going against uh, Cincy this week, so that could be one to look out for. Yeah, no, that, that's a good that's a good one. You want me to see uh, who we didn't? Gonna... We really didn't touch on wide receivers at all. Uh, I wonder. Well, I said Jalen Rager. Oh, you said Jay, that's right. You did. Say I said Jaylen Cole Rager. Beasley. What the fuck? Yeah. So I just I just completely missed out on the wide receivers here. I just like blocked it out of my mind. Uh, Jacoby Myers, who's only who is owned in. 44.5% of leagues is starting to look like Cam Newton's number one guy. And then a guy coming off IR, Alan Lazard in Green Bay. We just saw how MVS has looked with Lazard being absent. And we know that Aaron Rodgers likes to throw to the Lazard King. So uh, th- those targets can be, sh- could start going towards Alan Lazard. Yeah, we'll see about that. I don't, I don't agree, but hey, that's why it's your opinion. That's your right. opinion, and I respect it. Do you guys have any other exactly. waiver pickups for this week? No. Mm, I mean, not really. All right, everybody out there listening, you could stop listening for now and then pick up in the morning. Make your waiver. No, never stop right listening. Now. Never. Always. Just, just always just constantly repeat. be listening. Just always put it on repeat. Um, let's talk about some of the uh, headlines from last week. One of the main things I wanted to talk about. Or, no, no, first, before I do that, Tyler, why don't you give me the injury report? All right, we have a few quarterback injuries. We have Drew Brees, who has a fractured ribs and a collapsed lung and can be out for at least two weeks. Drew Locke has a muscle strain. He is week to week at the moment. Matthew Stafford has a fractured fractured thumb is what they're – or he went in for uh, x-rays on a fractured thumb. It came back negative, so he should be good well, to go for this week. I, uh, yeah, he's played with a bunch of hand injuries before, so I think I think Matthew Stafford will play. He'll be uh, all right. Drew Locke, though, injury, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has a right knee MCL sprain. He's week to week at the moment. Who's so the I backup could, over there? I have no idea. I thought it was – Is uh, it XFL guy? It might be. It might be P.J. Walker. Um so he that that's going to be tough if you have those wide receivers. We touched on John Brown a little bit. He has a right high ankle sprain. He may miss time, but they're not 100% sure they're going on by this week. Uh, Jamichael Hasty, backup running back for the Niners. Again, just inter, injury riddled. He has a fractured clavicle. He's out for the year. Uh, and then back up over there in Seattle, Travis Homer has a left-hand injury. He's likely out this week. But that shouldn't matter because Chris Carson – and Carlos Hyde should be back. I'm here to report that PJ Walker is the backup for the Carolina Panthers. We could he, be seeing a, some PJ Walker this week. I li- I love. He was one of the only reasons I watched any of those XFL games. He was exciting to watch. Uh, streaming option, Travis? Is he a streaming option? For Not going to say that. Damn. Not going to go out on a limb and say that. Damn it! I, was I mean, they are playing. The, they are playing the Lions. Lions have. I mean, they gave up almost 400 yards to Alex Smith. Not saying. You know, PJ Walker can be Alex Smith. There was Alex Smith, but uh, yeah, I think that's an insult to Alex Smith. If you're, if you're desperate, a lot of weapons over there, and that's, that's a lot of fucking shade to Alex Smith. Hey, I uh, like I like Alex Smith. I'm very I'm very questionable at quarterback right now, and I'm debating if I should pick him up or not. Yeah, I got to see how PJ uh, to you know at least plays his first week. Uh, that was all the injuries, right? That was the injuries. Uh, what, so one of the main things I want to talk about, if you watch that Monday night football game was the use of Cordero Patterson, both we know Tyreek Cohen's been injured and, uh, David Montgomery did not play in this game. And so they used Cordero Patterson basically like a running back. Uh, 
which they've kind of they've kind of done it all year. Well, they've used him as definitely like a a. a high, I would even. It's so weird how ever they since. He's Ever like the combination. He's like the combination of He's like if you got in between Christian McCaffrey and Taysom Hill, yeah. you would get Cordero Patterson. He's we've um, we've seen it in in Carolina. Is David too. Montgomery? They're, they're, they're is David Curtis Montgomery going to play way. this week? Um, I believe he should be good to go this week. Okay, good. That's he, the only thing. Because David gonna... Montgomery, he was a limit limited in practice all week. He was a limited participant in practice. And so he was on the right track to start. And then I think it was like a, a Saturday decision where they said he was a no-go. Uh, yeah. I mean, cause that's a, that's a good flex option. They they're just working him in more and more. Although that bears offense cannot get going. There's one guy. I mean, they're trying to get him going at least. I think, uh, what was it? He had like 12 fantasy points this, this past week. Let me see. Hold on. Adds the running back basically he had 13.9 fantasy points yeah so and most of that came off of the the kick kickoff return for a touchdown that doesn't go to his singular points that goes to the defensive special team so correct that goes to his singular points because it's him scoring the touchdown oh the touchdown does okay so if you wipe that out he only had 6.9 fantasy points and he was and we saw him as the predominant rusher for that team yeah. Uh, I just i i would that, i would be cautious. That that so, would be that would be the gameplay looking better than it does on paper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, no, I, I believe Montgomery is supposed to be back, and I don't expect Cordero Patterson to have any fantasy relevance. I mean, he barely had any this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay is he gonna go uh uh, nick chubb came back back, which uh is opened up everything including hunt again so nick chubb and hunt kareem hunt both ran for over 100 yards and chubb got one touchdown should have been two but uh so i i see like it's just gonna fucking the floodgates are gonna open back up like it, it was at the beginning of the season for both these running backs you guys tend to agree with me there I don't know if I'd say open the floodgates because obviously now Chubb is taking away touches that Kareem Hunt was getting for the last few weeks, but I still believe both of them are viable starters. Chubb, you're starting Kareem Hunt, you're starting. I mean, as I said, running backs are so scarce at this point that you're starting both of these guys. I like, I get where you're coming from, Travis, opening the floodgates. Like they're going to start getting back to normal, but I would not expect this big of production for, for weeks to come just because of the situation they were in. I mean, we had another terrible weather where Cleveland was like, no, we're not going to throw the ball. We're just going to fucking put the ball on the ground and just go like that. So I don't, I just, I can't see that kind of production going for, they're still going to be, I believe Nick Chubb will probably be a top five running back the rest of the way. And Kareem Hunt will probably be a top 15, but I'm just, I'm not expecting like, RB three and RB five numbers from both of them. You know, let's see. He's gonna pull out. What is he pulling out? Oh, I thought he's gonna pull. Nothing. Out I'm gonna pull out. Nothing. I thought he was gonna pull out some stats. I know from the beginning of the season when both of these guys were on the field that actually, although it took carries away and options away from both of them, they produced more with them both on the field. So, uh, 
I, w- I wonder what their schedule. Great. I wonder what their schedule looks like too. Just because are are they going to be in a situation where they have to throw the ball a lot? Let's see. They They're play, playing the Eagles today. Or play the week. Eagles, Jacksonville. So two very plus matchups right there for for them. I mean, Philly's Philly's a little bit tougher. They have a good run defense. Jacksonville they'll stomp over, but then they have to play Tennessee and Baltimore, and those are two teams that can stop the run. We've we've seen. Tough playoff matchups. Tough playoff matchups, absolutely. You guys have any other um, headlines or anything you were looking at from this past weekend that you wanted to touch on? Uh, Philly, Philly uh, doesn't know what to do with their guys over there. Like you said, Carson Wentz is uh, is an ass ass can over there, and <laughs> and it's just making. Yeah, I call them an ass can. Yeah. Yeah, it's making all his. Uh, all his weapons look bad. I mean, Travis Fulgham is supposed to be this big guy. He had one reception for a few yards. Uh, Dallas Goddard, their tight end, only had a few catches. He's just it, – it's it's scary going forward with what, you know, with Carson Wentz at the helm. Sackerts is designated to return. Doesn't mean he's going to return this week. He has 21 days to return, so another weapon coming for the Eagles. Yep. But it doesn't mean they're going to do anything with him. Yep. He left mad at the beginning of the season because Goddard was getting more work than he was. I mean, you could take that for what it is, but if yeah. they don't start, if they, if he doesn't come back and them try and feed him, there's going to be some issues for sure. And I bet there's already issues with Doug, Doug Peterson. But anyways, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I think we get into it more when we do the uh, matchups and all yep. the games. All right, yep. my week, huh? Uh, I believe so. All right, let's get into the matchups for uh, for week eleven here. Uh, we'll start we'll start with Tyler, and we'll start with the Thursday night football matchup, which is the Cardinals going to face the Seahawks. I mean, every uh, this is going to be what I believe to be a, a high class shootout. Seattle's defenses look very bad. Arizona's offenses look very good, and Arizona's defense hasn't been the best either. And DK might have had an off week. You know, he might get shadowed by Patrick Peterson, but I still believe he's going to come out strong. One little thing to come out today, though, is Tyler Lockett did not participate in practice today. So that's that's something to look out look out for, being as they're going to they have a short week. And I'll go with Arizona. We had uh, Kenyon Drake come back. He dominated most of the touches, but Chase Edmonds was still productive in a high-scoring matchup against the Bills. We saw last week with the Rams, they have the three-headed monster. They were just able to run all over the Seattle defense. So I think both of these guys are viable starters uh, for you going up against the weak Seattle defense. Uh, yeah, you guys, to, that, that's all good advice. Uh, um, what I wanted to mention was Russell Wilson. Uh, a lot of people are starting to worry because he's thrown seven picks in the last couple of games. He didn't look all that great. Um, Only scoring 12 fantasy points average last week against the Rams. Do you think the Cardinals could keep him down there? And, or you think he's going to break out this week? So he has thrown a lot of picks lately, but the last two matchups have been against Buffalo who we've, they're not the best, but we know they have good corners and they could shut down receivers and the Rams with one of the best defensive back cores in the league. 
So I wouldn't be worried. I think I think Arizona's defense isn't good enough to stop Russell Wilson. And I think he's seeing all seeing all the critiques. He knows he's playing bad. He knows he has to get better. He wants that MVP. And so he's going to have to fight for it going, going forward. And with the defense being as bad as it is, Russ has to throw the ball a lot. You know, the running back situation with the two top guys being injured. So a lot of the offense relies on Russell Wilson. And I mean, defenses are scheming against him because they know that's their only option to do things. And I think against Arizona, oh, I, I have faith in them. I think they're a little better than what people give them credit for. But I think this is a defense that they can, uh, Seattle can take advantage of. Cool. Awesome. Uh, let's go. We'll start with cheese on this one. Since you mentioned the Washington defense earlier, they are hosting the Bengals this week. Yeah, I think the Washington defense is a streamable option. Alex Smith, I also kind of talked about it. If you're a little desperate, if you're kind of wondering what to do, I think we've seen him past two weeks. He's been able to throw the ball a lot. We don't exactly, I mean, since he's kind of an up and down team, so maybe they can keep up with them. So they have to uh, throw the ball a lot, but uh I think J.D. McKissick, he has definitely come out and been a reliable option for Alex Smith, who likes the dump-offs. I like, I like Washington's defense as well, especially with Cincinnati. They're, a, they're I think, one of the highest-rated, highest-pass uh, offenses in the NFL. Not in actual production, just uh, passing attempts. And I think that Washington's defensive line can definitely get through to that easy Cincinnati offensive line. And, and definitely bring Burrow down. But with them being a high-passing offense, I think that we have see we saw in the last couple of weeks, T. Higgins has been a monster pickup. I think he's had over, over 12 targets the last, like, three games or something along those lines. He's become the number one guy over there, and Tyler Boyd is starting to take a slight number two edge, but he's still – he's got a very high floor. So I think those are two guys you're starting – and Cincinnati is supposed to get their uh, starting running back, Joe Mixon, back. So maybe they'll be able to get the running game going as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next game we'll go to here is we've got – and we'll go to Tyler on this one. we got the Saints hosting the Falcons. I mean, we talked about it. Our boy, Jameis Winston, is back, and hopefully – He's got I mean he's he has a good matchup here with a with a slightly increasing Falcons defense but they still are really bad against the pass. So hopefully Jameis Winston can have a nice day and he can elevate uh fantasy production from Michael Thomas, Alvin I mean Alvin Kamara is already a monster, but Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook. And then going to Atlanta, I that Saints defense, I think it's pretty legit, but I think for the most part, you're going to start the guys that, that you got to start. Uh, I think uh, Todd Gurley has kind of emerged, and he might not be Todd Gurley from a few years ago, but he's definitely usable. And I think if they could, you know, get some success throwing the ball, maybe you can get lucky and Todd Gurley falls in the end zone for you. Calvin Ridley should be back for this game as well. He missed, he missed before their bye. Uh, had time to rest through the bye, and he, I believe he should be back this week. You kind of shook. He's, he's still, still iffy. Que- he's still questionable, but it's early in the week, so mo- monitor it. But I, I'm a little hopeful that he'll play this week. All right, let's move on. Uh, go to the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are hosting the Steelers. Cheese. Uh, we saw Devonta Adams was able to just carve up that 
Jacksonville defense. And I would say that's going to be more the same here with the uh, Steelers. There's three guys over there that you got to keep an eye on Johnson, Juju, and uh, Chase Claypool. I think all three of those guys are viable starters and can put up high production unless, you know, just gets real out of hand quickly. But uh, I mean, on Jacksonville side, Jake Lutton, he, he, I mean, he was all right. He definitely wasn't what he was doing against Houston, but uh, you know, I, I think that's, very much a question mark of what they can do against that very tough Pittsburgh Steelers defense. If you're uh, desperate, maybe start someone, but I would kind of look away from that matchup. Yeah. I mean, we saw this past week that the the Steelers, all three wide receivers had very good fantasy days. We saw, I believe over 20 point production from everybody from Deontay Johnson, Juju and from Chase Claypool. Uh, so I would, I mean, I wouldn't be worried about starting any of the Pittsburgh offensive offensive guys. Like Cheese was saying on Jacksonville, it's a little bit tougher. If you have to start DJ Chark, then then maybe just because he seems to be a big target for uh, Jake Ludden. Yeah, a lot of people have um, James Robinson. James, as yeah, lead, J- James as Robinson. Their lead ba- as their lead running backs. Would we'll try and stream somebody this week because he's got a tough, tough matchup against Pittsburgh. If, so. if there's ever a time, and with with the uh, ESPN fantasy trade deadline coming up, it would be a re- you should have done it probably last week, but it would probably be this week to try and 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 ditch him. Basically, he's got a very tough fantasy uh, playoff coming up here. Who do the Jaguars got coming up here? So as we see, I said, oh my god, my phone won't load. Um, they're playing Pittsburgh this week. Yes, we we're talking about that game right now. Yes. Yeah. No shit. I'm trying to filibuster so I can fucking get to the stats, Travis. I just helped you, but you're not even looking it up. You just argue with me. Oh my god. They have Pittsburgh. We have Cleveland, who's been uh, known to stop the run. They have a good defensive line. Minnesota coming along. They're, they're coming. They're along. coming along. They have Tennessee, who's also been able to stop the run. Baltimore, Chicago, and Indy. That's the rest of their. That's the, that's the end of their schedule. So, the yeah. yeah, very tough playoff matchup, and James Robinson, as a lot of people in the fantasy world have not, has noted, has been really good this year. So maybe maybe that could be somebody you're willing to part ways with if you're if you're going to get somebody good out of it. All right, uh, she started with that one, so we'll go back to Tyler for this one. The Patriots going to Houston to play the Texans. Uh, we just saw Damian Harris go for, I think he had like 23 attempts this past week for over 100-plus yards. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get another 100-plus yards, but he seems to be leading that backfield now, and hopefully we see much of the same against a, a Houston defense that has not been very good this year. And I'll go with Jacoby Myers. I think this Houston defense is not very good. I think they can definitely take advantage and uh, light it up. On the Houston front, going up against a tough defense in New England, we saw Duke Johnson replacing David Johnson. And he, he got a lot of rushing touches, but wasn't very much in the passing game. So maybe a little something to worry about there. I think Will Fuller might want to look away from him. and But maybe because since he is the number one guy, he's going to be probably uh, shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. Look at maybe, you know, Brandon Cooks or Kenny Stills or somebody like that to possibly fill in and maybe get some surprising value out of him. Yeah, agreed. That's all uh, great uh, commentary, guys. You guys are doing a great job. 
let's move on. Thanks, we'll go. Mickey. I was I was just gonna go the entire podcast without saying anything, <laughs> just because I know that would bother the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, now I can take these off because they're about to fall. Damn it! <laughs> Thanks, cheese. For all the people out there, Travis put on a pair of light up Star Wars uh, Mickey ears, so he's a man child. Quick, quick story on that uh, non-fantasy football. When I got those at Disneyland, I put them on and I started walking for a little bit. And then I saw a little kid wearing them and I was like, I don't want to wear these anymore. Other people have them. Yeah, he instantly took them off. It was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next game is the Browns hosting the Philadelphia Eagles um, and the bum Carson Wentz that we already mentioned. We're on cheese, right? Cheese, go ahead and start this game. I mean, I think this one might be a little rough matchup to – to go off of i think nick chubb kareem hunt you're you're definitely going to start those guys i mean austin hooper he's kind of come along and been one of the higher end tight ends that you can maybe look at to play uh on the eagle side you know we kind of talked about it jalen rager kind of really the only guy and maybe dallas garter because tight ends are atrocious yeah i'd be a little worried about starting jarvis landry with the Eagles acquiring Darius Slay in the offseason, and he's he's shown to be able to shut down uh, top wide receivers. So Jarvis Landry, if you don't have to play him, I would I would kind of stay away. And then on the Eagles side of the football, I think the only person really worth noting would be Miles Sanders. I mean, he's he's a work workhorse back, and I think he'll have a he'll have a decent game. The running game was strong last week for the Eagles. Yeah, Miles Sanders took a majority of them, and then you had Boston Scott was able to break free for a 50-yarder, which I thought personally should have been called back. I don't know what you guys thought, what you guys saw, because he was kind of going towards the sideline. I thought I saw the back of his heel hitting out of bounds, but who knows? I'm just a guy on my couch. Uh, I, I disagree with you. No, well. I didn't see anything. I just, on principle, I disagree with you. Going back to James Robinson, would you want Miles Sanders over James Robinson the rest of the way? God damn it. Jeez. Is that a you good put, trade? You put me in a box here. I would rather have Miles Sanders than, than James Robinson just because he is going to be that lead back, and I think he has a slightly easier schedule going forward. Uh, he's still splitting time with Boston Scott, where James Robinson hardly splits any time. He gets a ton of fucking touches and passes. You want James Robinson, not Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders plays Cleveland, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas, and Washington. Um, kind of a half and half matchup. Don't like New Orleans, but the other yeah, ones. Yeah, it, it gets a little tougher in the beginning rounds and stuff like that. But to Travis's point of splitting time, would you like to take a guess as to how many rushing attempts Boston Scott had, Trav? No. Three. Yeah, he had three. Oh, let's go. Yeah, but he went off for 50 yards on one. He did, but that's not really splitting time. That earns when... you more time. I didn't say it was going to happen right now. So we're telling Dominic, start Boston Scott this week. Dominic, if you're listening, he was very upset that he didn't start Boston Scott this week. It's all he our w- faults. He was upset? Yes, that we... It, was, it wasn't going to help him. No, I know. We explained it to him. <laughs> Fucking idiot. He just saw the one highlight and was like, why don't I start this guy? Now you're starting to get it. Okay. All right. Uh, Detroit Lions going to Carolina to face the Panthers. Whoever's up, just go ahead and start. Question marks on both sides with the quarterback, Matt Stafford, with the hand, Teddy Bridgewater with the knee. So this might be a little sloppy of a matchup. Mike Davis has been 
kind of disappointed these last few weeks filling in for Christian McCaffrey. But I think with this matchup, this is a good viable bounce back, especially if Teddy Bridgewater is in playing and PJ Walker has to fill in. I think Mike Davis, you're probably going to start him anyways, but uh, I think he's a guy to maybe succeed in this maybe sloppy matchup. Yeah, and sticking with the running backs on the other side of the ball, DeAndre Swift, who finally got uh, the the starting position, it seems like, this is this past week, ended up with the most carries on the team and actually had probably one of the best fantasy uh, days for a running back this week. Uh, so I could see him repeating that job and, and running against a not-so-great Carolina defense. Yeah. Awesome. Is that all you guys got on that game? I'll show some love to Samuel. He's uh, lighting up recently. Yeah, I'm. I'm super glad they started realizing why they drafted DeAndre Swift. Like, it, it just seemed ridiculous. They wouldn't listen. Like, if you're at that point, you're not even listening to yourself. You draft him for a reason, and then you don't start him at the beginning of the season like you should. Yeah. And now that they're playing him, he puts up numbers like he should be. It's it's just a wild move. Anyway, yeah, you're you're glad about it. I'm upset because I had stock in him early, and then I was like, well, they're just, Matt Patricia is fucking hopeless over there. He's a dumbass, and then. He actually figured it out. So you gotta out dummy the dummies, dude. Out dummy the dummies, I guess. All right, let's go on. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are gonna be hosting the Tennessee Titans this weekend. Um, Tyler, I think it's your turn to start. Why don't you go ahead and start us off on this game? I mean, it's it's tough. We just saw Damian Harris run all over Baltimore's defense. Like I said, he had uh, eighteen or twenty attempts for a hundred yards, and so. I think Derrick Henry, again, can have a very, very nice day if if that defense plays as soft as it did against uh, New England. Then Derrick Henry is sh- uh, shoo for having a big day. Yeah, I think this matchup's a little hard to really predict because Tennessee's defense isn't very good, but yet neither is Baltimore's offense, and I think you're not really confident anybody you're starting, even with Lamar Jackson. I know you've spent a lot of draft capital on him, so you're probably starting him regardless, but I think everybody else – Mark Andrews starting him because there's no other better options out there. But Tennessee, they have a you know a tough matchup in theory against Baltimore, but they have a lot of talented guys over there. You know, Ryan Tannehill I think is a good streaming pickup. Maybe not right now, but he has an easy schedule coming up after uh, he faces Indy again next week. But uh, this one's a little little hard to really predict. See, I'm opposite of you guys. I think this game's gonna actually gonna be a shootout. Really. Yeah, I, I something about it feeds just gives me shootout vibes. Maybe because the way they've both been playing against opposing teams as of late, they're both gonna try and uh, scheme for each other. Weird and yeah, I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think you're having flashbacks to the uh, to the AFC game, the AFC what was it, divisional round game from last year. Yeah, but I don't even know what happened in that game because I didn't watch it. Well, that's not true. We yeah. watched it. We watched it in a bar together, Travis. Yeah, but I was drunk. Tennessee won. <laughs> I, I know that. Oh, you I you weren't drunk yet. You got drunk. Yeah, so I don't later. remember what ha- what the outcome of the game or, or I don't remember specifics about the game. Yeah. I just remember what the outcome was. Okay. And I remember everybody in the bar going, "Oh man, fucking Titans pulled that out. It's crazy." But yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout. Guys like Corey Davis, I think are going to get some action this week. And um I have faith in Tennessee putting up points. I just don't have any faith in Baltimore putting up points. I think Lamar J- Jackson's going to fucking just march all over the field. I, I, yeah. 
That's my who opinion. leads. So who leads the team in receiving next week? Then Trav for the, for the Ravens for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, what's the tight end's name? Mark Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews will. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, the hopefully, hopefully for Mark Andrews owners out there, that is the case. Uh, Which means I'm right. starting Hollywood Brown this week. The Jets are going to Los Angeles, like we talked to, uh, talked about before, to play, play the Chargers. Cheese, why don't you start us off on this game? Well, I think Justin Herbert, Locke, you're going to want to – I mean, I think all your Chargers guys are going to want to play against the Jets because it's the Jets. On the Jets' front, you know, they got a decent wide receiver core. You got Rashard Perriman and Jameson Crowder, kind of the one-two punch, so – you know, maybe kind of look at a different option because I kind of agree with Travis. The Chargers defense is good, not, you know, scary by any means, but if you have better options, maybe go out there and uh, try to find something else. We get Joe Flacco back at it again with the, since Sam Darnold is still dealing with that shoulder injury. Potential that he gets shut down for the rest of the year. So Joe Flacco can't, could end up being the quarterback going forward for the Jets the rest of this year. Um, but yeah, I would, I would agree. I'd be a little wary about starting those jets wide receivers. And then, you know, guys like guys like Keenan Allen obviously is going to get the start. Uh, and then we talked about in the, uh, waiver wire ads, Kalen Balash could, uh, end up having a very big day. He wants revenge for the way Adam Gase treated him over there in Miami. So technically it's a Kalen Balash revenge game. Yeah. But yeah, another revenge game. Uh, all right, so the Dolphins go to Mile High, Denver to play the Broncos. This game is who's starting this one? I forget. I got. I'll take I lost, the I'll take the reins on this one. Miami, I lost track. Miami's defense should be owned out there for everybody listening. They've been playing fantastic football as of late, and they're going up against Denver, who just. Can't seem to get it together no matter what. We just saw the Raiders defense was able to chain them up, and the Raiders defense, as we know, has not been very good at all this year. Um, and even if Drew – especially if Drew Locke misses this week, uh, we saw – I can't even remember who their, who their backup was, but we saw him earlier in the season, and he just did not look good, did not do who, anything. Who's backup? Denver. Denver. Uh, wasn't that – who was that? I fucking Bla- Blaine Gabbert. No, no, Blake Bortles got signed to the practice Blake, squad, but never yeah. got. Ex- Who started ahead of him? Je- was it Jeff Driscoll? I feel yeah, like that it sounds right. Dr- it was damn Driscoll. Right. Yep, that sounds right. It seems like it was a Jeff Jeff Driscoll thing. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't want to start anybody on that offense. I mean, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay are splitting time so much that it's, it's hard to chew, hard to see which one's going to take the reins over there and hard to, hard to figure it out. Yeah. Melvin Gordon shouldn't be taking any reins. Yeah. He shouldn't be behind the wheel of anything. (laughs) So apparently my job on this podcast is to uh, shout out the depth chart of the teams. Uh, Brett Rippon is the backup. Brett Rippon. That's it. Is Jeff Driscoll even close to that team? He is the third stringer. Thank you. I knew he was there somewhere. But Jeff Driscoll did start that game earlier this season. I think he started a game because I think Brett Rippon got hurt or some shit like that. Yeah, because they had it was him, and then they had signed Blake Bortles as the backup, and I was like, "What are they even doing? What What are they doing? They have so their guy." Cheese, what are you looking looking at for Miami's offense? 
I think pay attention to the weather. It's Denver. You never know what you're going to get over there. But I think if you stashed Tua and was hoping that he could pay out, I think he has panned out. And we saw the Raiders were able to just run all over them. Uh, Derek Carr had some opportunities, some key drops. So his night might have looked a little bit different there. So I think Tua, if you have an option or kind of bouncing back and forth, he is a very viable option this week against the Denver Broncos. I just I, I want to make a shout out real quick to Don G over there in the the uh, Sons of Fanarchy and all of you Tua Tua and uh, DeAndre Swift owners you're welcome I trade I trade both of those guys they get off my team and look what happens they have great weeks so you you guys are welcome out there thank you I I needed something you guys were just gonna so Tyler would you that. like to make a trade. What's, what, what's yeah, who do you want to give me? <laughs> what you, what do you, what are you guys gonna give up? Because at least in that trade, I got DeAndre Hopkins in return, so it's gonna be a pretty penny, okay? I'll give you the Raiders defense. Eat my, eat my <laughs> butt. How about the Washington defense? <laughs> also, eat my butt. all right. The Vikings are going to uh, host the Cowboys this weekend. Cheese, what do you got on this game? Well, the Vikings coming off a good win against the very tough Chicago Bears defense. They get a nice little treat now that they get to face the terrible Dallas Cowboys defense. So I think everyone over there in Minnesota, stardom, Dalvin Cook, maybe in for another monster day. Uh, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, you know, those guys are going to go off, I think, as well. And then on Dallas, you know, you guys kind of talked about it a little bit that uh, that Vikings defense is starting to come around. So maybe kind of look away from that, but there's probably not much better options if you have Zeke or Amari Cooper or something like that. Are we seeing the return of Carson Wentz this week? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. God damn it. I don't think we're ever going to see the return of Carson Wentz just because of how <laughs> Carson bad he Palmer. He didn't even say the right guy that he mixes them up with. I'm, I'm, I mix them all up. I can, I, <laughs> no, I get no respect on Andy Dalton's name. My bad, yeah, Andy So we're, we're supposed to see Andy the return Dalton, of Andy Dalton. If you're Dalton, listening to this, Andy I'm Dalton. so sorry. This is the only podcast Andy Dalton listens to. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Um, yeah, he is supposed to return, but I think I was a week early on my Kirk Cousins uh, thing. I feel like if there's ever oh. a game where if there's ever a game where Kirk Cousins has a bad bad week, it's gonna be against a very bad Dallas defense. Just because people are gonna be like, "Why is he not playing good?" It's Dallas's defense. Yeah, who was clo- who was closest since we did that last uh, the, week? You guys keep talking. I'm gonna try and figure out who was closest. Okay. Well, it is not a it is not a primetime game, but you know, Kirk Cousins balled out this week and on primetime Monday Night Football. So uh, he did. Let me pull. I'm gonna pull up uh, Kirk Cousins' stats. Just, okay, just so, so I, I've already got so it. Screenshot it. I've already I'm already looking at it. Yeah, yeah. You want so to see the stat line from last week? So am I. It was. Uh, 20 so it was 25 for 36 292 yards and um two, two TDs and one interception and, a, and an interception there you go uh felt like I was higher so, than Tyler oh yeah I had him you, <laughs> I had him for like six completions um does somebody want to do you want to just do completion off. percentage no well, just read. you were okay sh- shut up shut up I mean just read it off I don't know why you're making it so complicated I was just trying to figure out who was the winner without having to read them all because then we're going to be in the same situation. Tyler, you guessed six for 19, 78 yards, two interceptions. Not even close. Not even fucking close. Okay. Cheese, you guessed 14 for 22, 220 yards, one TD, one interception. 
Getting closer. Travis, I well, I guess me. I guess 15 <laughs> for 17, 165 yards, one interception. And then Johnny Roca got in late to me, and he wanted to put his bid in. He said 13 for 19, 263 yards. So I'm the only one who had him throwing a touchdown. I was going to say, I would probably give it to Cheese just because Cheese had him going for a touchdown. But Johnny was closer on Johnny the yardage. Johnny was close, closer on yardage. And I was going to try and figure out passing percentage, uh, completion rateage. I was uh, told there would be no math. Yeah, that just seems like a lot. Seems like a, like a whole lot. Um, I would give it to Cheese because didn't you also say an interception, Cheese? I said one and one. One and one. I'd say Cheese was closer because Johnny Roca didn't have him for an interception or a touchdown. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, but I had him also for interception. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Passing yeah, but you didn't have him for a touchdown. You had no touchdowns. Fourteen divided by twenty-two. Travis, Travis is trying to fit the narrative so that he is closer, the closest to the win. He no, won no, the election. No, but she's is still closest. She's was closest for for a passing percentage completion Yay. rate. Yay! All right, so this is the week where 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 he goes like six for nineteen. All right, this he's not even a, he's not even in a primetime game. Doesn't matter. He's playing. I mean, is this America's defense. game of the week? Does that count? No, this Oi. is not America's game of the week. What are you talking about? Every time the Cowboys play, it's America's game of the week. You fucking liar. Don't lie to the people. I mean, out I there. don't think they're picking Green Bay and Indiana Indiana. Indiana? Indianapolis. Yeah, you got it. Let's right get state. the Hoosiers. Let's get on with it. All right. Fuck. The speaking of that game, the cuss of Cheese, you just said it. Now I'm all flustered. The Packers are well, playing. He cold. tried to he tried to like set it up on a silver platter for you, and you just stumbled through it, pal. I usually don't have that competent of a co-host. Oh, whoa, me neither. E- whoa, whoa, dude, easy. <laughs> I don't know about that. Cheese, cheese. Ask him about the time I was your co-host. Wasn't I setting you up perfect? Setting me up so perfectly. He watched <clears> like <throat> half <throat> the product, so I <clears throat> filled in, just like regular, regular podcast. Well, there's yeah. tears to this, all right. There's tears. What are you, you, ever, you, ever are you watch, fucking crying about it? You, you, got you, tears? Ever, you ever watch the money, money, the movie Moneyball? Nope. There's, Never heard of it. Never there's, even heard of it. There's Cheese. There's Travis. There's the rest of everybody, including Tyler. Mm. 50 feet of shit. Okay. Then there's <laughs> then, okay. I, I thought I was going to be lumped underneath that shit, but no, no. I'm just saying, like, okay, that works. All right, let's get on with it. I mean, we, we put it so deep in the podcast, he definitely is not going to hear that. So it's okay. The, the, clip it. I'll, I'll send it to him. <laughs> clip uh, and ship so, it. So in this game, look for. Indianapolis, their running backs. It looks like Naheem Hines is going to be their guy going forward. He's getting utilized in the pass game, and he's looking like the most effective running back as, or best of, most effective rusher as well. So I would I could see him having a good game this week. And I think it's going to be a tough matchup for uh, Green Bay. So Aaron Jones and Devonta Adams are going to start him. But I think looking at MVS or Lazard, I think maybe. You can stash them, but maybe kind of look away from this particular game. Well, it's like we keep talking about with MVS, I believe. It's a uh, uh, big uh, high reward. or Big high, high risk, reward. High, high risk, high reward on on like MVS, especially maybe Alan Lazard. If you need a big play, the, uh, big, a big play performance this week, 
then those are the guys. If you don't need that and you get away with somebody doing average, you probably want to go with somebody else. All right, Sunday Night Football. we got the Raiders hosting the Chiefs. Tyler, uh, you're on this one first? Uh, sure. Uh, I could see – I think the Chiefs are going to game plan well for the Raiders, so I'd be wary about starting – I think other anybody other than Josh Jacobs on the Raiders – uh, side of the football and then on the chief side of the football uh, what I talked about it last week how they have a very bad run defense I feel like CEH and even Le'Veon Bell this week they gave they got a bye week going um, I think they were able to get Le'Veon Bell work into the offense a little bit more over this bye week and we could see we could see him starting to get his fantasy relevance back so when last time we saw these two, the Raiders were able to kind of light it up. Derek Carr had a big game through the air. Chiefs coming off a of bye, as Tyler said, being able to game plan for this matchup. I don't see it being like it was last time, being as high scoring. I think there will be points to be had. Uh, Raiders I will be a little bit more weary of, but I think Darren Waller starting, Josh Jacobs are starting. As someone who's kind of messing around with Derek Carr at the moment, I'm a little weary of that matchup, but he put up such a big game last week that, or last time they faced oh. up this, like <laughs> he did not put up a big game last week, but that's because, yeah. you know, Darren Waller's a bum and he can't catch a bomb, but it's okay. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not salty. So Travis writing the Raiders defense. I think he said it off podcast. Of course. No, 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 no. You heard so my I just want to put, no, 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 I, no. I want to put it out there that Travis had said, and if he doesn't do it, he has to, you know, everybody get at him and talk shit to him. He said nope. he was going to start on the rest of the year. So. Nope. Not even close. Get the Look, fuck he's out going of my back face. on his word on the podcast. I never go back on my word. And I never said that. All right. Monday night game. Last game here. Uh, Rams. At Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. Cheese, why don't you kick us off for the last game? The Rams defense is, or the Rams, sorry, running backs is very difficult to uh, assess at the moment. They all kind of had their own touches against Seattle. They all were very successful against Seattle, but now going up against a tough Tampa Bay defense, I think it's really hard to start any one of these guys just because they're all going to get split time. They're going up against a tough defense. I would kind of look away, but I think Daryl Henderson has the possibility of he's going to get the most touches, but I think Malcolm Brown, I think he got some touches late and I think Cam Akers, I think he's an afterthought, but he will eat up some touches. And then Ronald Jones, I think just like Tyler is, uh, he trades away good talent. I drop good talent. I drop Ronald Jones. He goes off. He ran for 192 yards last week. Cole Beasley, you know, I'm not going to talk about it, but uh, looks like Ronald Jones is the guy over there right now until he fumbles. He, I mean, he did fumble this he week. He fumbled in his last week, and he and it seems like Bruce Arians is starting to be a little bit more forgiving with with his guys, knowing that Ronald Jones has very good talent that he's shown all year. But uh, this is going to be a tough matchup with with the defenses being so good. We've seen the Rams defense being able to shut down high powered offenses like Seattle, and then we've seen Tampa Bay's defense being able to shut down high powered offenses like Green Bay. And I think it's going to be it's going to be tough on the offensive standpoint. I mean, obviously, you want to start guys like Brady just because of how well he's been playing this year. You've wrote, you've stuck with him so far. You're going to keep riding with him. Um, Mike Evans and the wide receiver core over there is very tough to pin down. Like we saw, Mike Evans had a decent fantasy game. Chris Godwin had a decent fantasy game, and even Antonio Brown 
was able to go for uh, double digit points this week. So I don't know how it's going to be with the Rams talent in the defensive backfield, but I, I would be weary. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be set it and forget it. If I had Tampa Bay wide receivers right now, I'm worried about Mike Evans uh, fantasy production this week. I don't think he'll have much of any fantasy production. I think the game stays within the hashes. I think Gronk and Cameron Bright are going to be used quite a bit. Yeah, I can I see Brady spreading said. the ball. Jalen Ramsey might uh, shut Mike Evans down because Jalen Ramsey shut down DK Metcalf last week. I think yeah. that was Russell Wilson just being a fucking idiot, but. What do you mean it was him being a fucking idiot? I mean, like just like, 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 come on, man. Like, I get it how good Jalen Ramsey is, but DK Metcalf is a fucking dude. He's a specimen. If there's anybody who's going to match up against him, you got to at least give DK the chance. Instead, he threw the ball to other places that were just dumb, and he ends up throwing multiple, you know, uh, a pick or two and making bad decisions instead of just letting your guy go out there and try and make a play on it. That's I think that's on Russell Wilson. There was a couple times where he got open from him, and just Russell Wilson was not even looking his way. Yeah, I did. I did see there was a few times that he did. He was able to break open from Jalen Ramsey, but like you said, he was he wasn't looking his way. But he still targeted him, I believe, four or five times. And DK that's not, that's had two, not for, for your guy. two for twenty or something like that. We got to start regarding him in the same way we talk about like DeAndre Hopkins and stuff. When he gets four or five targets, everybody's up in arms. Yeah, even if the Cardinals win the game, they go, you can't do that. You can't be that guy. See, the, the I think pro- DK Metcalf is that guy. But I, but the problem I see with that is the fact that they have such a solid number two in Seattle. Like, even if DK doesn't get that many targets, like, doesn't get nuke targets, that's because they're going Tyler Lockett's way, and Tyler Lockett is a phenomenal wide receiver. You got really confusing there. You said even DK, then you said nuke, then you – I'm saying that D- DK because you're you're comparing DK to Nuke. They should be you know up in arm. Nuke in Arizona. Who are who are his number two? Christian Kirk and and Larry Fitzgerald. Are you going to hold them in re- in the same regards that you hold uh, Tyler Lockett? I think both of them combined are one Tyler Lockett. Okay, but that's both of them combined. That's two players combined into but, one. But uh, but also the that's Car- why he's getting. Also, that's why Nuke's getting so the many Car- targets. The Cardinals don't throw the ball as much as the Seahawks do. You know what I mean, I'm saying? There, there, there's more to spread around in Seattle. So the the fact that that DK's only getting this much seems ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I I, I get it, but I I just I I can't agree that he should be getting you know nuke targets. He we shouldn't be up in arms when he doesn't get nuke targets. You know? I I'm saying I'm not saying that he needs to get the same as nuke every week. That's I'm literally saying, what you said. I'm saying that when nuke doesn't get, th- when nuke gets low targets, like DK got everybody's up in arms about it. The fact that they're, they're bringing or they're putting this on Jalen Ramsey and not on um, Russell Wilson for trying to throw the ball at DK at least a few more times is ridiculous. He needs to get more targets than that. I'm not saying he needs to get 15 in that game, but eight, nine, you know, give them a couple more chances. All right. Well, I mean, we're, we're just going to keep arguing our, both of our sides. We're not going to come to a resolve. But it'll be exciting to see what happens when uh, Nuke goes and plays uh, the Rams in week 13. Yes, this is week 13, and they are playing. Yes. All right. Well, Wait, what, and I'm what? still here. 
What did you just say, Travis? <laughs> I said yes. This is week thirteen, and they are playing. Why would you, Why would you say that? Because <laughs> I thought it was funny. That doesn't even make. What? what do you mean? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They're playing this week, and it's week thirteen. It's not week thirteen. It's episode it's, thirteen. Oh, fuck! God damn it's it! It's week eleven. God, we're damn just it. talking about how. Oh my god, dude! What? I did it. I did it again. Oh. I just messed up the numbers. Why are you mad at me for messing up numbers? I mean, <laughs> not mad at you. Tomorrow's gonna be a good trapdoor to hell. I want to yell at you. So, all right, cheese. You got anything else for the people out there? No, I think think we have enough. <laughs> I think we have enough. It's getting eight o'clock. Time's running out. All right, Ty. You got anything else for these guys? No, I I, I ain't got nothing for them. All right, Do you have so, questions? No, anybody I got questions? Come on. Do you think I got questions? Did you get questions? May or may not have forgot to ask, but I never get questions anyway. So but, send in but, those questions real quick, real quick. While we're here, I'm gonna do it. You do it on your phone. Next next Tuesday, what time do you wake up? I don't know. Well, I used to wake up early, but now gym's closed because there's thing called the coronavirus. I'm gonna I'm gonna set an alarm for seven a.m. seven a.m. next Tuesday. That way. We'll post on the social medias to get questions. All right, you got it, cheese. You got yours saved. Okay. I can't Seven. wait for this alarm to go off, and then you guys just go. I'll do it in a little bit, and then forget. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna remember to do that, everybody. So be on the lookout if you forget, like we've been forgetting. This will be a good reminder. Get some questions in. Start preparing some questions for. Um, end of the year stuff we're we're ramping up everybody's getting trying to get their team ready for the fantasy football playoffs so it's perfect time to get uh trade questions sell seven questions. o'clock ask for yeah. fantasy football questions yeah there we go perfect every tuesday yep that's what mine says and yeah so try and formulate those send them our way gives us a little more stuff to talk about on here gives you guys a little more to listen to um Tyler's advice is shit, but the rest of us are okay. So, um, yeah. Facts. <laughs> All facts, no printer. All right, everybody. Go ahead and uh, have a good week at Fantasy. Everybody stop acting sus. <laughs> <laughs>